0: This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor, Scott & White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line. The ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's Neil.
1: All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. And we uh, welcome you to the second hour. I have one line open if you'd like to call. And that line is eight hundred two wbap I explain to your children too. Join the bus station there. 800 And we begin this hour always with a uh, report from the SPCA, our pet of the week. And uh, I didn't um, bring the uh, paperwork over from my broadcast yesterday from. Uh, KLIF, let's see, let me get it here, I know right where it is, all my ad copy uh, of the uh, Clear the Shelters thing, here it is right here, from Maura Davies, just to clarify something. Um, There, now I'm ready. I should have printed two copies. Uh, you, you may be aware that shelters all over America are just filled with pets right now because a lot of people have gone back to their offices. And those dogs and, to a degree, cats that were just good enough to live with them when when they were working at home, all of a sudden they're not working at home any longer. They're gone early in the morning until late in the evening, and they can't take care of the dogs. And so now the dogs are being returned to the shelters, and the poor shelter people are are just overwhelmed by it. And so uh, the Bissell Pet Foundation is aiming to empty the shelters by sponsoring reduced adoption fees through today. This event is hosted in more than 275 shelters in 40 states, including... The, uh, the two shelters run by the SPCA. One of them is in, uh, in Dallas, you know, the uh, Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center, 2400 Lone Star Drive in Dallas. The other is in Waxahatchee, Waxahatchee, the Ellis County Animal Care Center in Waxahachie. And uh, from noon until 6 today, very reduced care. In fact, there is a drawing, you, you draw for the amount of the adoption fee, and it's anywhere from free to twenty-five dollars. And these are pets that have been uh, spayed or neutered. They've been given all of their vaccines, and uh, so it's a it's a real deal for you. Of course, they am, well, I don't, I don't I don't want to say anything about you're welcome to give donations or any of that because that's not even in this. I don't think in this news release, they just want to empty the shelters. Let's leave it at that, and that's in the Dallas and uh, Ellis County, Waxahachie, uh, SPCA shelters. I'll give you information about the Dallas shelter while I do my uh, pet of the week, Sven. Is that how you say Sven? S-V-E-N? I think it is. I've I've, uh, heard that name for many, many years on humans. Now I have an all-white husky mix uh, with uh, two different colored eyes. He's also a big old boy who's just over four years of age. He came to the SPCA of Texas as a stray. He just showed up from Ellis County. Sven has true Husky character. He loves to run and jump and play. It would be an ideal uh, uh, a solution to place him in a home with a big, securely fenced backyard. But an apartment is also an option if the owner is active and likes to take Sven out. Sven is also a staff favorite at the SPCA as he is also an adorable yoga master. In his sleep, capable of amazing contortions while he dozes happily. Because Sven is so energetic and large, it would be best for him not to be around small children under age five. Any kids six and over, uh, or other pets in the home, should come by for a test visit. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Sven has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, Uh, He will be waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash find a pet they have a lot of pets for you to look at and and uh, to read about visit spca.org slash dog adopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat and uh, we're trying to get Sven adopted and we're trying to get the uh, shelters uh, cleared out thinned out and that that goes for the SPCA of Texas it goes for other shelters as well I am an adopted animal. I was adopted in 1944 and as, a, as an infant. And uh, so there I just divulged my age and uh, had a birthday this past week. And I'm, I'm proud that I was adopted. I am lucky that I was adopted. And I'm all about adoption. And that's why for 40 years on the radio I have done an SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, and proudly so. So let's help get these dogs adopted. We have currently Zeus, the dog. We got him on a foster. Uh, Would you keep my dog for three weeks basis (laughs) back in January? I think we have a dog because the owner now is living in Phoenix. (laughs) And we love Zeus. He He has gotten me out of my sedentary lifestyle, and we play ball couple times a day. It's slowing down a little bit right now because of the heat. So that's the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week. And is sponsored by the same people who sponsored this entire hour, Baylor Scott and White Health. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a, keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. There are beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. That, word, that phrase is not in their vocabulary. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we have seen you showing up every day during the worst of times and giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation to the frontline people. We can all get vaccinated and stay current on our vaccinations. You ought to have a couple of booster shots by now or at least one. Wear your mask. Those are great ways that we can show our support and share those messages on social media. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the frontline for all that you do to keep us all safe. We need to uh, do these things. I firmly believe in this we have uh, uh, three in our family who are medically compromised and we do that on their behalf so to baylor scott and white frontline people thank you
0: maintaining a garden isn't easy but it's nothing compared to what health care workers are facing we join baylor scott and white health in saying thank you to the front line thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us and now back to neil all right, Stewie, thank you, and uh, thank you.
1: That's a good word for right now. Let's let's now go to Chuck in Dallas. Chuck, this could open up a radio career for you waiting this long. How about that? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, I did, ha- I did have a
2: career on Another Lifetime. I followed you with the radio show
1: I do remember that. I do remember that <laughs> and very, very and I, well. It's good to hear from you, I, you, my friend.
2: You, and I still have your pen that you made from the Treaty Oak in Austin that you gave me probably 20 years ago. So, and I'm also... Also, the parent of a 27 and 30 year old adopted kid. So, anyway, um, we live I on White Rock Creek. Yeah, we live in White Rock Creek in Lake Hollins, and we're a direct hit of the microburst and tornado that came through. And it literally just stripped the hundreds of trees we have, but they've all come back in full force. But what came back, we probably have 20, 30 uh, red oaks that have just come out of the ground. Some of them now are 12 feet tall. It's just really remarkable, God's hand that that did that they're just beautiful trees but here's the question Um, a couple of them are about five or six feet from our house and they're just beautiful straight up and they're starting to sprout and some people have said well they've got real aggressive um root system and you should get them away from your house but gosh i hate to move a tree that looks so beautiful like that so my wife and i are wondering should we take those beautiful trees out
1: well here's what you could do chuck um Number one, you probably don't want a red oak uh, five or six feet away from a house. I worry uh-huh. as much for the roof and the eaves as I do for the uh, for the foundation. Although I worry uh-huh. about both, the way that you can console yourself and 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 get your wife off the ledge is to drive her in uh, in an older neighborhood, go into Bluffview or go into Highland Park, and drive drive past some mature red oaks and say, this is what we're going to have, and show sure, mm-hmm. one with a with a 30-inch or 36-inch trunk diameter and the <laughs> buttressing roots coming up out of the ground, that's what we're going to have. You know, we don't necessarily right. want that. And, right. uh, and, and the option then is to dig them this coming winter when they're dormant and put them somewhere else in your yard or give ah, them to somebody uh-huh. who can make good use of them because they're very valuable and wonderful trees, and if they're as straight and nice as you describe, they'd make wonderful trees for someone. And if right. they're tornado survivors one way or the other, even though they're just seedlings, um, and that's a nice story to tell, too.
2: Mm-hmm. It, what about the ones that are growing under canopies of other trees? Do we let nature just work out the ones, or do we get rid of those,
1: too? How, of, much, how much acreage is involved? Is it like a, a regular city acre, lot? It's probably, no, it's probably an acre. All right. Let me let me tell you about where we live. We're, we're in the country. We have 11 acres, and there are about two of them that I have uh, – there's about an acre and a half that I have really landscaped, and then a couple of acres between our house and our daughter's house that we don't have any turf. We just – we maintain a bare forest floor. I do plant ryegrass there in the winter so that it won't be muddy. And then during the summer, it's just bare. And mm-hmm. – uh, Just so that it's easier to mow, and because young trees that develop are usually hackberries or something I don't want, we keep those removed, and and, uh, just in the course of mowing, pecans and oaks, which is what is casting all the shade, they get mowed off also. Okay, to my point now, I don't have any young trees to replenish the forest, and as Mm -hmm. one of the old trees dies... I don't have a young tree to fill its place. And so it's conceivable that uh, long after I'm gone, I could go back to prairie land. You know, there, there may maybe, right. <laughs> maybe a hillside that has one tree left on it. And so it's a good idea to have a few young trees coming along. Uh, I wouldn't have any problem leaving some of them. You don't probably need all of them. But if you had one every 30 feet, that, that might not mm-hmm. be a bad plan.
2: Right. And so I can dig them up in the winter when it gets cold? And it,
1: like, You have to wait until they're and- dormant, until they lose their okay. leaves. All transplanting should be done uh, in the winter. And uh, I don't know you that well. Uh, you need to be patient. I, I need to hit my patience button when mm-hmm. I do this. I, I use a sharpshooter spade, and I don't want to do it at a time when I want to go back in and watch the basketball game or something else on TV. Do it when right. I have time and do it right.
2: Right. All right. Perfect answer. Thanks, Neil. Enjoy. Good to talking. hear from you, my you friend. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Okay, Cynthia in Arlington, you'll be my next call up. Just one more wait, as, as we tell the kids uh, uh, on Christmas Eve. Just one more wait, <laughs> and uh, we'll help you with your maple tree or trees, whatever. Let me uh, tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And uh, I would, uh, I, I talk about moving seedling trees in there. That's one of the topics. But, uh, I'd like to get a copy of it to you. I spent a long time working on this book. I spent a year. You get a year of my life and uh, a, a lifetime of my experiences uh, in, uh, in this book uh, for $32.95. That is a very discounted price. I'm trying to clear the shelter as well, the shelter of my garage where I have the remaining copies of the fifth printing of the book, housed and i'd like to uh, get them all cleared out i need to take delivery of the sixth printing which has two paragraphs different and they just say we had a really bad cold spell in february 2021 and it changes uh i'll bet you the uh, plant hardiness zone maps when the next one comes out whenever that is i'll bet it'll go back to the 1990 zone map or some approximation of it it should and that's what i said when i wrote this book I said it, the 1990 map is more accurate for our area of uh, of the southwest than the 2012 map was. And so that's, that's the only difference in the two books. There's no point in, in spending extra money if you would like to get the book right now. It's a really good opportunity. I have a pallet of it left, and uh, here is how you get it. Uh, You can order it by calling my office or you can order it from my website. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, including what I just talked about on the hardiness zones, the the soil types of Texas, the rainfall areas of Texas, etc. Chapter 2 is a 48 page calendar, a perpetual calendar. Each month is represented by four pages of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, what you need to do in that month in May and then in June and so forth. I've never put that in a book before and people tell me that's the best part of this book. And then chapters three through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 340, uh, page uh, 44 pages, 840 of my photographs, a hardback printed in Texas. And I will sign your copy. I sign every copy as it sells. Satisfaction guaranteed or a full refund with no questions asked. Seventy five thousand copies sold so far. Not one request for a refund. That's how easy it is. The fifth printing only thirty two ninety five while I have copies left which won't be a lot longer. Here are the two ways you order. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You order it from my office 80752 grow 807524769. The better way though is to order it by uh, going to my website right now at neilsperry.com, n e i l s p e r r y.com.
3: All
1: right, Tommy, thank you very, very much. Wonderful, Pastor. Join us today. Services at uh, 1005. That one is live streamed at sharingtheheart.org and also live in the sanctuary. And then the 1110 service will be live in the sanctuary. There also are contemporary services as well. All that information at sharingtheheart.org. Please join us. And uh, I think we're going to be there live, and that's going to be fun. So... Tell you about Ace is the place. You know about Ace the Place with the helpful hardware folks. Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. And you can find a great deal on Miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting Mix. These are in two cubic foot bags for $15.99. Save $3 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $12.99. There's a limit of $60. Six zero, grab the truck, grab the trailer. Beautify your potted flowers with Miracle-Gro Moisture Control Potting Mix. Specially formulated mix will feed your plants for up to six months. Protect against over- and under-watering. It absorbs up to 33% more water than basic potting mix so your plants can remain hydrated. Use it with indoor and outdoor container plants. It grows plants twice as large versus unfed plants. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, so you're getting help from people you already know. They are your neighbors, local experts, with trusted advice you can rely on. No matter where you are or what you're working on, Ace can help you.
0: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected and the same should go for our loved ones Together with Baylor Scott and White Health and the hard-working health front line We urge you to get the shot mask up and stay safe and remind your family and friends to do the same and now back to Neil. All right, Stuby, Thank you very much. Let's go back to the
1: phone lines now Cynthia in Arlington You <laughs> are on the air. You made it girl. How can I help you?
4: Oh, Neil, you are so worth the wait <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, thank you! Um, absolutely. I heard last week you had mentioned something about branches are not allowed to touch each other on a on a pecan tree. I believe that's what it was, and it dawned me on me. I had spent some time. Uh, I have a lovely emperor one Japanese maple, and we were. I was. We built a pergola very close to it. And I'm wondering if either disturbing the soil. I've had this tree for almost 15 years, so it's really in good shape, and it's it's beautiful. And it lost uh, some leaves, but it also kept leaves all through the winter last year that were dead. And Mm. it was so odd. But anyway, now the leaves are back except in one area. And I listen, trying to figure out what on earth I have done to it, because these branches have new leaves coming in at the base of the branch. And this is the area just below where the pergola was put in. So I'm suspecting I either disrupted the soil too much, or I did something and yet i'm afraid to trim them off and you may have already answered that question with the 10 percent off. i don't No, think no no, no no no
1: fire blights only of plants in the rose family maples wouldn't qualify there um
4: okay thank goodness <laughs>
1: yeah that that sounds more like some kind of a, a setback from moisture they like it died back uh, due to moisture not getting out to the ends, um, uh-huh. I I think you can trim them off if you. I'd wait a, I'd wait another uh, two or three weeks, and if they've it's not good. offered to bud out at all, and even bend them and see if they're brittle. If they're brittle, then you could do it now. You could prune them off now.
4: They're not br- they're not brittle. They're not okay. brittle at all.
5: Um.
1: Well, then then wait another – as long as they're not brittle, leave them and and see if they offer to leaf out again. If they haven't leafed out by the middle of June, they're not going to leaf out. I I don't think they're going to leaf out now at this point if they haven't leafed out. But uh, but let's give them a little more time.
4: Thank you, because it's just at this one area. The lower leaves are beautiful. The higher leaves are beautiful. It's just this one area, and it doesn't seem to be anything odd with
2: the bark um
1: so well and and i missed the fact that you said the leaves farther out on the branch are are doing all right that is odd um
4: no the leaves close in the tree
1: in the tree no i get that I get that. So if you have a given branch, you have leaves that are farther down, closer to the roots that are okay. You have leaves that are farther from the roots that are okay. It's this one section on that branch and other branches, but on that branch, that one section Mm -hmm. that has has died and the leaves didn't fall off. Um, I don't know what would cause that. that. That sounds like it was hit by a spray of something that did a quick kill on those leaves. I'm just randomly okay. guessing at, at things now.
4: I I, under, I understand. I understand. You're, and um, and now they're leafing out, but it's just it's the leaves that are lower on that branch, but the further out to the end on the same branch are um not coming out. So I could prob I'm going to wait for a few uh, more weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm confused. I them. thought you said there were leaves farther out.
4: No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, there are leaves on that very branch that are down closer to the bottom or to the older
1: part of the. All branch. right, you know, it it might help if I saw a photograph. If you want to, I know. If you want to yeah. uh, post a photo on my Facebook page, I will try to find it. Facebook has changed how they arrange things, and, but uh, I'll sure try to find it. Uh, you're welcome to to do that. Okay. I just I'm confused by by where the live leaves are. But if if you have an area uh, to which leaves have died back right here, I can touch this spot on the stem, and the leaves beyond where I'm holding with my finger uh, fingers has no living leaves. And by mid June, it's still an Emmy living leaves. You can trim it at that point or somewhere near there, farther down and shape the plant. I've got to hit news here in about five seconds. From that point down, you can reshape the plant, but you're going to have to do some pruning of that sort probably and water it and let it fill back in again. Cynthia, I've got to hit the newscast now. I'm a few seconds late. I hope that helped and Post me a photo if you if you need to. Thanks for the call. Folks, we'll be right back after the news.
3: 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. The First Lady is in Eastern Europe visiting Ukrainian refugees. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Visit Chevrolet.com. WBAP first. Traffic and weather on the runs. An accident on the northbound side of 45 has closed the roadway between Illinois Avenue and Overton Road. Another accident blocked the right lane of westbound I-30 at Cockrell Hill Road. And a third accident also blocked the right lane of Highway 67 southbound side at I-20. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Today's forecast, this is Mother's Day, it's sunny and hot. Isolated thunderstorms are possible west of DFW later today. High temperature, 97, it'll feel much hotter than that. Monday will be sunny and hot with a high of 96, and it'll feel hotter than that. Right now, it's 79 degrees in Dallas and in Fort Worth. First Lady Jill Biden visited a Ukrainian refugee camp in Slovakia on this Mother's Day, asking one young mother how she explains the war with Russia to her children.
5: How do you explain the war to your children, to Julia? It's very difficult how I explain.
3: First Lady has also visited Ukrainian refugees in Romania. Part of I-20 is going to be restricted at nights for at least the next week. TxDOT officials say westbound I-20 will be reduced to one lane from Hewlin Street to Winscott Road. Redwork crews will be working
2: on bridge construction near the Hewlin Mall in southwest Fort Worth. TxDOT officials say several ramps may need to be closed during the construction and are advising drivers to take alternate routes if they usually drive through the area. My Lomohalsis, WBAP News.
3: And I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine with News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2, and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. You know
1: what? Seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do a little bit of math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. That happens with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble. They come with bolt-together de- designs, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than thirty colors in which to choose that adds style to your storage space if you need a, star- a larger storage solution Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, maybe even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. You'll find a location near you. That's 877 268 3553. They are Mueller, they are made in America, and they are made to last. Mueller,
0: Inc.
6: Your latest news, traffic, and weather.
0: Constant need for information.
6: All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP.
1: I'm going to combine a couple of messages here and tell you about my eGardens newsletter and my website. You have to go to the website to sign up for eGardens, so that's easy to do. My website is where you also can buy my book at that incredibly discounted price of thirty-two ninety-five. Take a look at it. The website is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. You sign up for it at uh, neilsperry.com comes out every Thursday night just a little after 6 p.m. There always are five stories. Uh, One of them is always a featured plant of the week. One of them is always gardening this weekend where I give you tips on things that need to be done that weekend. And then you also have a brand new and highly expanded Q&A section where I answer your questions. So you'll find all that and a whole lot more in Neil Sperry's eGardens. Sign up for it now. See what it looks like now at neilsperry.com, my website n e i l s p e r r y .com take a look news talk 820 WBAP,
6: 995 fm hd2
1: and WBAP.com. i would not wish foundation problems on anybody but if you have them and being realistic about living on the blackland prairie you may well have them you need advanced foundation repair As I always say, they have earned the right to call themselves advanced. Foundation repair because they have shown their industry a, a way to do business better. They were the first to have a lifetime warranty on their work and to make that warranty transferable from owner to owner to owner and to back it by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. They did all of that and they've done so much more. You will very much appreciate this lead that I give you because they will do their work quickly, they'll do it affordably, and they will do it very, very well. Take a look at their website. You'll see a lot about this great company. It's an outstanding website, very helpful. FoundationRepairs.com, plural. FoundationRepairs.com. And the phone number to get that free home inspection to determine if you do have foundation problems. And I might add, they are very honest. And if you don't have foundation problems, they will tell you. They'll say, thanks for inviting us. Uh, you don't have problems, here's our card. If you need us, call us again. 214 214- three 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 zero 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 three, Its advanced Foundation repair foundationrepairs.com, dot two one four three 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 zero 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 three.
0: You don't just want your garden to grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All
1: right, Stuby, you're exactly right. Let me give you the number. We have time for more calls, 800 288 WBAP. Lots of calls, lots of listeners today. Thank you for that. Happy Mother's Day also. I have said it before. I'll say it again. Reach out to your mom. If you can't reach out to her for some reason, by distance or whatever, then uh, have some wonderful thoughts about her. And uh, if, uh, if it's impossible for you to reach out to her, do something nice for another mother out there. There are mothers who uh, are probably alone right now. And uh, do something nice. Do it anonymously. That's even more fun. And uh, just surprise them. 800 288 WBAP 800 288 9227. We go to Sarah in Denton. Sarah, this is Neil.
6: Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, So glad to hear you again. Thank you. Uh, I have Lariopy that is invading the rest of my desirable plant bed and uh, so what's the best way to get it out of there
1: what is in what are the desirable plants
6: well everything from uh dwarf yopans to um uh, uh nandina to uh some um oh other flowering shrubs
1: all right but mainly shrubs
6: yes there are some uh Oh, I can't think of them. Anyhow, some flowers, but mostly
1: shrubs. All right, in the shrub areas, what I would do, um, well, first of all, I'd try to find if there's anybody that wants it and would come dig it and take it out and get I, I rid of most of, of it that way. No, I'm I'm serious. It's not yeah, a. I know. Uh, yeah, because there are people that are heading out to buy it today in garden centers. So anyway, that's one option, um, and get rid of as much as you can that way, uh, rather than. Uh, I think probably you could get rid of it. This is not my preferred method. I'm gonna go ahead and say it though and get it out of the way. I think if you used a trigger bottle with a glyphosate only weed killer, like the original Roundup, I think it would probably kill uh, the uh, liriope uh, and it does not contaminate the soil. You just would have to be careful not to let it spray up onto the shrubs or onto their trunks. Uh, i don't think that would be a a problem given the shrubs that you have Uh, it'd be a little more difficult in the uh, in the flower area Uh, you might have to have a piece of cardboard that you used as a baffle Uh, you'd use uh, i'm right-handed so i'd be spraying with my right hand with the trigger bottle and i'd use my left hand to hold the piece of cardboard vertically to protect the plants behind it so that's that's an option would be to use the the glyphosate but you have to be careful to get a, a product only containing glyphosate. There, the people who make Roundup decided, "Hey, we have a great name here. Let's capitalize on that." And they started mixing other products with the glyphosate and and, and leaving them under the name of Roundup, and it made it very confusing. Um, the, the the better way I think to in, in invade
6: the, the lawn in a couple of places. Too. The better
1: way in in uh, in the shrub beds, since most of it's in the shrub beds, uh, would be to uh, either hoe it off uh, flesh, not by hoeing the ground, but by scraping the ground when it's dry and getting rid of all of the top growth, not trying to get into the soil at all. But then come back with a roll-type mulch. Uh, one sure. of the brands is Weed Block. There are other brands on the market. Um, and, and these are landscape fabrics that, that you cut and fit around the shrubs and overlap them. Uh, so that you don't have any seams where the loriopy could come up through the seams. Overlap them uh, by three or four inches. They allow water and nutrients to penetrate down to the plants, so the plants don't suffer the shrubs. Um, And then come back over the top of that, which will be rather unsightly, with a bark mulch to conceal it. And that should stop the loriopy. I don't think it will penetrate that.
6: Well, I noticed it coming up in my lawn and quite some distance from the bed. So I don't know how I managed to get over there.
1: Probably from seed. If it's mm-hmm. liriope and not mondo grass, it would come from seed. Um, I would put edging in, green metal edging, and drive it in almost flush with the soil. And then you could try a um, you could try a broadleaf weed killer on it. it. It has flowers. It has seed. It's not a grass, obviously, so you could use a 2,4-D broadleafed weed killer on it. You, I wouldn't do it today as hot as it is, but sometime in the next couple of weeks, we'll have the right temperatures when it's down in the 80s during the daytime, and just spot treat uh, what you have coming up, and that should, uh, should take care of it.
6: Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I think I first met you at TWU many, many years ago down in the basement of one of those buildings.
1: Oh, that when, sounds clandestine. <laughs>
6: <laughs> when, when the Extension Service was way down there someplace.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, that is a long time ago. Yes,
6: that's, that's, yes. That's when
1: I Yeah, that's when I had just joined the Extension Service, and I came to meet H.A. Turney and Norman McCoy right. and some of the other people. Wonderful people, uh, wonderful times. That's great. that's good thank you sarah very much have a great day thank you Yeah, that was probably 1970 then so that is a while back yeah i had one other time that I was on the campus at twu i gave a talk after i got off the air and um i was (laughs) It, it took a while to get there there was traffic issues from the radio station north uh up to the campus i think that was on a saturday and um I hurried and hurried and hurried, and I was trying to get my necktie tied and my jacket on because I didn't want to wear a necktie for five hours while I was on the air that Saturday morning. And it was the most uncomfortable thing. I could hear my introduction starting, and I was still trying to get the dumb necktie tied and put my jacket on as I walked out, and the applause had stopped. It had died out completely as I walked on the stage. It's, just an uncomfortable feeling. Never had that before or since. But uh, that was kind of strange. Let's go to Jeff in Athens. Jeff, this is Neil. Good morning. Thank you
5: very much. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Thank you.
1: Jeff, you are you. way behind. How's he do that? That's the longest delay I've ever heard. Let's put him back on hold. We may have to take him next week sometime, Mike. Let's see if you can get him to turn his radio off. Um, I'm going to take a, a break and we'll. Try to figure that out. We have Pat in Arlington. Pat, I will get to you, so stay right there. Um, Interesting. I don't know what that line means. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening right now. And uh, there's going to come one of these times when I'm going to say, I just don't have any more. I can't uh, can't send you a book. I'm not quite there yet, but it will happen. And so I hope you won't wait too long. This is, now. I'm not going to be out of books, but I'm going to be out of this incredible price for you of $32.95. These are fifth printing books. And uh, we have just uh, opened up a, uh, a pallet. And I, this, I don't know how many pallets I have left. I think I have one, and uh, that's the one we're in now. Um, don't know if there's another one behind it, but that would be all. And uh, it has taken us very little time to go through the, the pallets because they're selling very, very quickly right now. Niels praise Lone Star Gardening, Chapter 1, The Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2, The 48-Page Calendar, a Perpetual Calendar. It will tell you month by month what you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in that month. Then you turn to the next month. It has a new set of assignments for that month. People tell me this year, this- chapter pays for the book all by itself, 48 pages. Chapter 3 is a really detailed chapter on trees for Texas landscapes, and then shrubs, and then vines, ground covers, annuals, and perennials. I have incredibly detailed charts on how to choose the right annuals for your color program and perennials. And then lawns and fruit and vegetables. It took me a year to write this book, And uh, I think you will find it to be ultimately useful. 840 photographs, 344 pages. It's a hardback at a time when most uh, books like this would be a paperback. It is printed in Texas, not in China like most books, all of which would normally make this book cost $55 or $60. I'm selling it to you at $32.95 while I have the fifth printing available to me. And I'm trying to clear them out. So there are two ways you can buy it neither of them being uh, in stores or on Amazon. I chose not to put them in either one of those because those would have run the price up on you. It's 32 dollars coming out of my garage onto my signing table in the garage and directly to the post office. That's how we're doing it. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or a full refund. 75,000 copies sold. No one has asked for a refund yet. Here are the ways you order. Call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, but the better way to order is to do it directly from my website right now, and that's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. All right, let me tell you about Whiskey Stone right now and invite you to get out. Now, they're closed on Sundays, but make it a destination this week sometime uh, because you will really enjoy it. You don't have a landscape finished until you have natural stone in that landscape. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscape dreams into reality. If you have been somewhere and you've seen beautiful stone work that you really like, take a photo of it. Well, if you've been there, that means that was some time ago. I was in Maui. I think I'll go back and get a photo. I didn't take one then. That'd be a good deal. But if you have photos of things that you really have liked, take them to uh, Whiskey Stone and let their experts uh, work with you to recreate that that, uh, landscape of your dreams. Maybe it's a patio or pool decking. Maybe it's uh, a fountain of some sort. Maybe it's just decorative gravel that you really like. River rock. I'm a big fan of river rock. You can almost hear it, uh, hear me drooling when I say it because I, I love it in a landscape. It makes a great alternative to ground cover. It makes a good edging material, and it's great at controlling erosion. So lots of reasons to use river rock. That's all available to you at Whiskey Stone, the largest stone distributor as far as I know uh, at the retail level in Texas, they have it all, and it's just beautiful. And the people there are so friendly and so helpful. Whiskey Stone, a third-generation family business, and uh, that's Mike and Derek Whisnant, second and third-generation father and son team, owning and operating Whiskey Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. The phone number is 817. 817- whiz-q.com,
0: whiz-q.com, that's Whiz Q Stone. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our health care workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very, very much.
1: And I think we have enough calls to get us to the end of the hour. So uh, we'll start out with Jeff in Athens. I think we have him now. Jeff, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you, sir. How can I help you? Uh, My wife and I planted two Japanese maples last weekend, the blood goods. Yes, sir. Those need to be wrapped for sunscald. It never hurts. They are not. Well, first of all, do you have them in the sun in the first place? Well, they're getting uh, a lot of morning shade from the house, and then there's some trees on the other side of them
2: and a magnolia, and then um, I don't know what the other one is.
1: Well, let me ask it again. Yeah, they, are they getting sun in the first place? You don't have to wrap them for sunscald if they're not in the sun. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get the west sun in the afternoon. Oh. Well, okay. Uh, for folks who are not familiar with Athens, Athens is pretty far east in Texas, and they uh, get by with things that those of us in, uh, in the metroplex cannot. But... I would be, I'd be a bit concerned with that much sunlight. Uh, yes, I would go ahead and wrap them since you have that much sunlight involved. It, it would okay. be better with Japanese maples if they had more shade than that. Probably they'll be okay. all right for you in Athens. They would definitely not be all right in the Metroplex with that much sunlight. Should I put nitrogen on them now? Um, yeah, just a, a small amount whatever it says you would normally put on a shade You'd put half that amount on water is your most critical issue. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm still, I'm still thinking. I still have him on the phone. Do I want to warn him to get him in more shade, but you know, you probably don't want to dig them up and move them. Japanese well, maples just yeah. really don't like our Texas summers. And, uh, but I, well, I think you'll be all right. Just don't let him get dry. One thing to remember, Jeff, and this is a tip to everybody listening, new plants that you set out of nursery pots have all of their roots in that original soil ball from the nursery pot, and those are lightweight uh, planting soils. They will dry out much more quickly than the surrounding soil will, and so when you look at your lawn and it looks just healthy and and all vibrant, uh, it's very possible that that the new tree or the new shrub that you have set out could be uh, just about to die of thirst. So make plans to water things by hand every couple of days this first summer, Japanese maple included. Okay, thank you. All right, Attaboy, have a good day. Thank you. Let's go to Pat in Arlington. Pat, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you?
5: Um, I was very pleasantly surprised in after the freeze of last year that my on area bloomed and bloomed very proficiently. This year my my plant uh, ble- uh leafed out much later than it usually does and yet, and it's yet to bloom. And so I'm wondering I've been I am wondering i have been have been feeding it the azalea food, but wondered if there's anything else you think I should do?
1: All right. Now you're talking about it as if you have one plant.
5: Yes. I, no. I have. Yeah. I have two azaleas, and both okay. of them. Neither one of them has bloomed yet. All they right. Both are.
1: Okay. Um, and so these are growing in an area where the native soil is black clay or, or red.
5: I'd say black. okay
1: arlington has both uh when you planted them you planted them in in a bed where you changed that soil out and put uh, all organic matter in yes or no
5: and so forth yes
1: okay good um i think probably what you're seeing we had a late spring where we just kept having cold weather really cold weather later and later and freezing weather later and later than we expected everything was behind we're still behind and uh we're still behind by two or three weeks uh, of when things normally would would flower and when they normally would be fully leafed out etc um i think things are catching up now and they're going to catch up in a hurry at 100 degrees but but i think a lot of that could be um, chalked up to that and it's very possible that uh, the buds that were there, ready to bloom, may have frozen. I don't know. I don't have any encores, and so I'm not speaking from firsthand experience. Yours is the first question I've had. But that would be my guess, uh, that they they probably just got talked out of blooming by the late cold that we had this year. Last year was atypical and and really cold, and it seems to me that it was... uh, Pretty late that also in in two thousand twenty one, but we had we had cold in March this year. That was in in mid February last right. year. So I think just so stay they the course. They
5: can't, they can't develop new buds at all now. So absolutely, that's
1: why they're called oh. encores. Yes, they will.
5: Okay, well that's what I thought. And I yeah.
1: Said, <laughs> Are they growing actively, Pat? Are they doing well growing?
5: They they it seems to be doing well. Uh, you know, it's got definite leaf, leafing. That's that, but it did come out really, really late. So yeah,
1: I, my guess would be that if if the plants are healthy and and growing well, they will catch up. They will bloom again in in summer and fall like encores are supposed to. They just got set back by the lateness of the uh, winter and the and the spring. So I would just sit tight, take good care of them, okay. and sit tight.
5: Okay, thank
1: you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, we have about 45 seconds left, so I'm not going to try to uh, do anything more than just wish you a wonderful Mother's Day uh, for you, if you are a lady with children, if you are a grandmother. And I guess there's another day that's Grandmother's Day, but that implies that you were a mother somewhere along the line. and So I hope it's a wonderful day. We're hoping to see uh, uh, our children, our our grandchildren and our great-granddaughter today, and uh, that would be fun. So hope it's a a great day. Remember to keep watering your plants by hand. All new plants that you set out this year uh, out of containers need to be watered by hand every other day during this heat spell. Sprinkler irrigation will not do it. Thanks for listening, Mike Bass. Thanks for producing, and until next week, happy gardening.